Hello and welcome to the Approaching Schools podcast. I'm Keris Keneally and I help children's activity providers to build key business relationships with schools and nurseries without having to use cold calling or stalking. I want to help you earn a more reliable and consistent income while building your social impact and enriching children's lives with ease. So join me as I take you on a journey and let's make a positive difference together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Approaching Schools. Today I am talking all about clubs, extracurricular clubs. Clubs are fantastic for children's activity providers to do because I cannot think of a single type of children's activity that does not translate well into clubs. So long as your activity serves children and can help them learn a new skill, have fun, uh, have a sense of enjoyment, engage with others, teamwork, etc., then I can't think of a single activity that is not suited to translating into an extracurricular club in a school or as a session at a nursery. So clubs are fantastic news if you are a first-time children's activity provider trying to get into schools or nurseries. Now clubs is not just limited to delivering at that typical popular time of 3.30 to 4.30 because when I say clubs you might automatically be going to after school clubs but actually clubs in schools can be before school clubs typically 8am to 8.40am. They could be lunchtime clubs where you may even be able to fit in two different groups during a lunchtime and of course yes they could be after school. But if you've already got booked out or your teachers are already fully booked during that 3.30 to 4.30 slot, could you offer a school, a lunchtime club or a before school club instead? This could give you so many extra hours in the week where you could potentially be delivering your clubs. This could give you an opportunity to offer so much more work to your staff so you have better teacher recruitment and better teacher retention. So be thinking about where you could fit more clubs into your week or into your teacher's week because it's not just about delivering during that 3.30 to 4.30 slot where if you're a particularly good provider you are probably already busy. So be thinking about where you could fit more of these clubs into your schedule because if you haven't yet utilised before school clubs you've got an opportunity now to get into five new schools per week. And this is also a great objection handler because if you've ever had a school come back to you and say, we're already fully booked for clubs, very, very often they are just thinking about after school clubs. Sometimes they're not even thinking about the possibility of you coming in before school or at lunchtime. So it's a fantastic way of creating that opportunity with that school that perhaps they hadn't even thought about themselves. I once had a school say that we'd actually solved their parent parking problem by going in before school because it meant that there were less parents dropping off in the residential area at 10 to 9. Um, So really think a little bit outside the box about how this could help a school, even if you're busy after school or if the hall is 
is busy after school or the school is already otherwise booked up after school. There are before schools and lunch times available too. Equally, you may find that you deliver an activity that does not require the hall. Maybe it can be done in the library. Maybe it can be done in a classroom, for example. Sometimes when a school says we're already fully booked, they might just mean that the hall is already fully booked. They might not have considered that you have an activity that does not require the space in the hall. So this is something well worth exploring if you ever find you come up against these objections when you first make an inquiry with a school. Now, those of you who've been listening to this podcast for long enough or following my work will know that I am a huge fan of presenting a school with a compelling offer, a high value offer that allows you to demonstrate outcomes for the pupils and impact for the school. And there are a couple of options that are really, really good if you want to demonstrate how your club would be received in a school. But it might surprise you to learn that that's not a trial club because the problem with presenting a school with a trial club is you've got to rely on the children and the parents already knowing that they'd be interested in that particular club instead of having a captive audience in front of you whereby you perhaps deliver an assembly to the whole school or a whole key stage or a whole year group or you perhaps deliver a mini workshop during curriculum time to a particular class. You've got a captive audience in front of you there. They haven't had to choose whether to try your trial club or not. Also, you've got the teachers and the TAs present and they get to be your influencers. They get to feed back to the key decision makers, the senior leadership team, the subject coordinators about how well your mini workshop or your demonstration assembly was received. So it's great social proof if you can actually deliver your demonstration during the school day even if your main aim of the game is actually to get an after school club booked in. So demonstrating how you deliver outcomes with impact for the school also gives you an opportunity to show key decision makers how you are different, how you're different to other club providers that might have approached them in the past, how the children react to you. This is a big part of impact. They need to understand where you will fit within the school and how you're going to be best placed to have a really popular club that's going to provide longevity. Maybe it's even going to provide some extra income for the school which is a great selling point if you are perhaps going to be hiring their hall space for example they're going to want to see how you manage behavior what your class management skills are like and they're going to want to be able to trust you enough to be happy to endorse you to the parents because ultimately they will be leaving their children in your care It's also a good idea to think about how you can demonstrate how your club or activity enriches learning in some way. Where does it perhaps fit into the curriculum? Even if it's extracurricular, you want to be thinking about the value for a school getting you in for a club. So where does it tie in with curriculum enrichment in some way? What subject area does your activity fit under? 
Hi, this is Karen from Mind Marvels. I discovered Keris in early 2021 and really what she was offering was exactly what I was looking for. I had tried other marketing services or I had tried other free challenges, but no one really understood the school system quite like Keris and the Approaching Schools Academy programme has. It really gave me the confidence to delve into contacting schools in a clear and concise way. And the Academy is full of other children's activity providers who can also help and support you too. Since joining the Approaching Schools Academy, I've actually franchised my children's wellbeing business, Mind Marvels UK-wide, which has just been absolutely fantastic. And the business has gone from strength to strength. So thank you so much, Keris. Thinking about all of this and how you're going to ensure that your program of clubs provides some form of progression across the term is only going to add more valuable and make it a more saleable option for the school to get you in. So the reason why offers feature highly in all of my methodology that I teach to hundreds of children's activity providers every week is because when I was trying and testing lots of different ways to get my own dance business into schools, I came across this school where I knew a couple of the teachers and the teachers knew I was good and the teachers wanted to put a good word in for me with the head teacher and the PE lead and I was only offering a club And it was only going to be a parent pay club. The school weren't even going to have to pay for it. But the PE lead and the head teacher said, no, 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 we don't need a dance club on the timetable because our children simply aren't interested in dance. So even if you were to offer us a trial club, for example, we just know that there wouldn't be enough uptake. So we're not going to put a dance club on the agenda. And we were having these conversations on and off for a couple of years until I decided to make 10 of my local schools an offer, an offer to go in and deliver free demonstrations during the school day to demonstrate a dance lesson with curriculum links, but a dance lesson with curriculum links with a twist because this was street dance that I was offering at this time. And the school snapped the offer up. And I thought, oh no, this is the school that said their children simply weren't interested in dance, which means I'm going to have a really tough crowd. The children aren't going to enjoy it. I'm going to be giving up my day and I'm not even going to get any payment at the end of this. But of course, I went in and did a great job. And the difference in terms of the children's reaction to the dance lessons they were experiencing with me compared to the dance lessons they'd previously had as part of their PE curriculum meant that there was a buzz of excitement down the corridors that day, which the head teacher noticed. The impact was that the children were going out and showing each other their moves on the playground, which the PE lead noticed. The difference was because the teachers had been joining in with my lessons, my demonstration lessons that day, they got really excited and decided they'd like to learn some street dance for themselves. So they wanted to book an after school street dance club for teachers and they said it would be a little bit unfair if we didn't offer something for the children. We still can't do after school clubs, could you do a before school club instead? And we want to offer one to Key Stage 1 as well as Key Stage 2 to keep things fair. Could you do two morning clubs per week? Also, 
What about our gifted and talented children? We've got the school games coming up. We'd love you to help them prep for a performance. We can't get you in for a whole day of curriculum dance. So how about we do two afternoons per week for the rest of the year instead? By the end of this conversation, I was having to hire in a new dance teacher just to fulfill this contract. I no longer had to worry about awkward sales conversations or pricing because I was literally taking orders from this school. There were things that this school were asking for that would never even entered into my mind when creating a standard pricing or packaging list. So when you really help solve a school's problems and you demonstrate how you will do that, you can expect to be able to sell far more and for longer. In fact, we stayed in this school for eight years, which was fantastic sustainability, which is exactly what schools are looking for when they invest in you because that provides more value for money. But remember, this was a school that simply weren't interested in having a dance club. And suddenly we were offering more and more dance for years and years and years in this school. And it turned out the children were excited by dance. The children were just as excited as the teachers were about dance. But it took me going in to demonstrate how my dance lessons were different to any dance lessons they had experienced at that school before. And that's how the selling became the next logical step for me. So I want you to remember that story next time you're a little bit nervous about presenting some kind of free offer to a school because this is the power. We have the power to actually change mindsets in key decision makers where they actually change their mindset about what something would look like in their school when they see it. And you can only go in and show them this when you offer a high value demonstration. And your pricing, you're probably wondering, okay, well, it sounds like the school was paying for some of this. Well, actually, it was a mixture. So sometimes we had the parents paying for the clubs and we had the schools using PE premium funding to fund the curriculum lessons during the day. We actually had the teachers funding their own dance club as well. Um, So there was a whole mixture in terms of payment. And once the school had kind of used their element of PE premium funding that they wanted to spend on the curriculum lessons specifically, they then decided to continue with the club. So they already knew me, liked me, trusted me and my teachers and were happy for those clubs to continue even when the funding ran out. So you always want to be providing options for a school, an option where there is a pay per session rate that the school will ultimately pay for out of their funds or a per pupil rate that the parents will ultimately pay for per club. So always make sure you've got those options. And remember, in some schools, where there are children eligible for what's called pupil premium in England and Wales and pupil equity funding up in Scotland, they might actually be able to fund certain children's places in your clubs as well. A fantastic way to look at this is if you use your clubs as an upsell. So sometimes people say to me, 
Karis, I don't really just want to get clubs in schools. I want to get curriculum lessons in schools. I want to get workshops into schools. I want to get PPA cover into schools. But my schools are constantly asking me for clubs. And I say, well, it's a fantastic way in to start building know, like and trust, to start embedding yourself in the life of the school, to start building relationships with staff members, with key decision makers, so that once you've been in for a term and you've built up a great reputation and you've shown how you can keep the children really engaged for a term with your clubs, use it as an opportunity to upsell an enrichment workshop, some PPA cover, some subject specialism lessons, maybe upskilling class teachers in your subject specialism. Whatever else it is you're looking to do within the school day, you now have a fantastic springboard because they already know, like and trust you. They're already used to either endorsing you to the parents or perhaps even paying for your sessions at this point. Now's a fantastic time to think about what's coming up on the timetable. Are there any special weeks that the schools might be celebrating or marking as an occasion in some way where I could offer them more value. I could offer to help them. I could offer to provide variety. I could offer to help them deliver sessions for this particular special week or upcoming day on the calendar that they didn't do last year, that they'd like to celebrate differently this year. How can I provide extra value? Are the teachers currently confident in delivering subject specialism lessons that I could actually train them in and upskill them in their confidence, knowledge and skills of this subject that I am a specialist in? Are there any topics coming up in the school where I could actually help and provide some themed enrichment workshops to help enrich the children's learning of this topic? So these are all the things you want to start thinking about now that I've got a position within a school where they know me, like me and trust me. What can I offer that's more value that they will ultimately pay more for? And that's where you want to be thinking about all of the things that you could potentially be offering to a school during the school day so that you can get more daytime work without having to get a day job or give your staff more hours to help with teacher recruitment and teacher retention and really just start building financial stability into your business. So it's not simply an after school model anymore. Actually, it's a whole day or whole week, perhaps, approach to working in a school because ultimately the more you deliver in a school the more value you are able to provide the more value you're able to provide the more a school is going to be willing to pay so I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll chat to you next time Thank you for listening to the Approaching Schools podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, do come and let me know in my free group for children's activity providers approaching schools so that I can make more content like this that you'll love. You can find me on my socials at Keris Keneally and my inbox is always open. I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and hit subscribe on your favourite platform so you can be the first to know when a new episode is ready. Until then, chat soon.